1: Healthlock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit healthlock.com today. That's healthlock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life.
2: you know by now, Hugh Hefner passed away yesterday at home at the Playboy Mansion. He was pronounced dead of natural causes, although they won't be able to rule out foul play for quite some time because of all the DNA evidence they found in the house. It oh. might take 20 years, I mean. I was thinking about it last night, Hugh Hefner is probably the only person ever to be disappointed by heaven with all these harps let's get some naked girls
3: in here <laughs> wow
4: at what age did he decide to go with uh with pajamas did he do that because most of my adult life well, oh my whole adult life i think he's been in pajamas but i see the pictures of him in the 50s early 60s and he's wearing a suit and tie and looking Snappy pretty sharp suit, yeah but when did he decide you know what eff it i'm just wearing pajamas all the time
3: well it's interesting that he is now a hero to several generations of college girls who you know wear their jammies all the time too <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, hmm. I might look into that. Did he decide at like fifty or earlier than that? You know what? I'm just gonna wear pajamas and slippers, and nobody's gonna tell me I can't. And where's my boat captain's hat? Yeah. And that. I, was that a losing a hair thing? Anyway. So I'd forgotten to mention this nugget yesterday. He bought a long time ago his little place to shove his body or ashes or whatever next to Marilyn Monroe. So he's gonna be buried next to Marilyn Monroe. Why?
3: Wow. Little mortem ego trip
4: that's normal what kind of weird thing well that was my point yesterday he was a he was a strange weird old purvo and not enough people were saying that yesterday for like the last 40 years at least yeah but why did he want to be buried next to Marilyn Monroe I can't even imagine thinking of that no, I
3: mean so neither. much much less the motivation <laughs> behind it right let's see who's really famous I could be dead next to
4: hmm yeah
3: Really glamorous. Well, of course, you know, he, he helped make her career, and she helped make his. Okay. <clears throat> I guess. I don't know. Maybe they were secretly uh, lovers and were torn from each other's arms back in the day, the untold story. I don't care, but that or may he, be, Or
4: with his weird lifestyle, he needed to be in, in, you know, forever next to the world's most famous hottie, because he's that guy more than any other guy. Well, that's pathetic. Yeah. Well, I think he was. Yeah.
0: Well, I got a really good deal on the plot next to soupy sales. <laughs> <laughs> the great super loved
3: soupy sales. Uh, so uh, this this is a really interesting story. It's well worth knowing. It's funny I was just texting my son. Tell me what you think of this. he, uh, he has an interview today uh, for a job and uh, he's really excited about it really really promising. But he realized, you know, he's looking at he's got a couple of sport coats. He's the king of the goodwill store. But he's looking at a couple of them and thought, you know, that's just it's a little ratty. That one's a little funky. I need a grown-up sport coat. So he went off looking for one. Plus he's, you know, poor as a church mouse. So he's trying to find a good bargain. He's texting me, blah, blah, blah. So he gets a he gets a sport coat. Runs into this guy there at the sport coat section. Really charming guy. They hit it off. They're talking. You're an actor. I'm an actor. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I like your attitude. I like the cut of your jib, blah, blah, blah. We ought to get together for some coffee. I think you might be right for a position, blah, blah, blah. Huh. And I was asking my son. I said, wow, that's fantastic. Then I asked him for a couple of specifics. And it's like, uh, what's what's his business? Well, it's uh, business development or something like that. It was all very, <laughs> it was all very vague. Uh-huh. And I thought, uh-oh, uh-oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Is it just a dude Having who thinks... been on the receiving end of several of those things throughout my life. That sounds like multi-level marketing or something like well,
4: that. Well, is it just a dude who thinks your son's hot? Or is he pretty clear? It's not that. I don't know. Okay. I I I. Because mm. it sounds like that. Yeah. Although that's
3: it's, how Well, that's, I it's don't... weird to tie a job offer into that sort of. Yeah. I'm not a gay Jack, but <clears throat> it seems like saying, you know, I I got a job you might be right for, and then uh, you know, like trying to bed them, and then and then not having the job. Well.
0: My well, mind went to the same place yours did, but I've that's a multi-level through, marketing thing. I've been thing. through yeah, that yeah. on both
4: ends, I think, so it, it happens. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Okay, anyway. But so,
0: multi- I've, I've
4: also fallen for the multi-level marketing yeah. that was kind of vague, and then I ended up in a room, and they're explaining to me, and I thought, oh, God, yeah. and I walked out. Right, right. But everybody's on the take and on the make these days.
3: So in that spirit, uh, my uh, one of my other offspring, Delaney May, is uh, constantly badgering me to get a dog. She loves dogs. She thinks I'd be happier with a dog. She's probably right. And then my friend Tim joins in, telling me to get a dog. What? What is the dog lobby <laughs>
4: working my street now or what? Leave me alone. It's pretty easy to just look at you and say, "There's a guy who needs a dog."
3: Ah, uh, let's see. So uh, here's a story about uh, Bay, the 19-week-old Siberian Husky, tawny brown markings. She's got those uh, those eerie uh, blue Husky eyes. Oh, Gorgeous I love dog. Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars on the website of Teresa Rosales, a breeder. Man, uh, nice dogs are so expensive these days. That's what this article is about. She's a breeder who's licensed by the Department of Agriculture, offers American Kennel Club registration from all, for all the puppies she sells out of her home in South Carolina. They have a bunch of photos of the pups standing here and there playing, etc. Uh yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That picture is also on uh, huskies.us and diamondhuskies.us. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, that dog's picture is all over the place. Not only are a few, not only are some, but most online dog ads are a scam. Most of them.
4: To get you to what? Send the money and not get a dog? Send the money
3: and there ain't no damn dog. They got a nice picture of a dog. Maybe they'll send you a copy of it. The Better Business Bureau says in a report this week, online pet scams are victimizing Americans at an alarming rate. The majority of the online dog sales ads they looked at were scams. Wow. Not some, most. Isn't that wild? Yeah. God, you just it's the it's the times. It is our times. Which leads me to my point about the Twitter and 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 Facebook social media thing. It was unanimous among the people who spoke up. I was listening to Morning Jose on MSNBC this morning as I flipped around. And it was unanimous among the people who opened their yaps that the government needs to step in and regulate Facebook and Twitter and social media in general. Because that is now our information sources. And the idea that they can be unregulated and just the Wild West is no longer, excess, uh, uh, no longer acceptable.
4: Well, Newt Gingrich said the same thing, and he's a conservative. Well, he, he he's said they, wrong. He said they need to be regulated like a utility. He is completely wrong.
3: You have to get hip to the times. You have to understand, you have to learn, you have to have your radar up at all times. I'm not doing an online dog ad now. Do I want you know the the well obviously you can't have a scam. That's already illegal. Do I want you know Google to be government regulated?
4: No. No, I don't. And the the cure will be way worse than the disease. Oh, I believe that 100%. But uh should we change the laws then um if you want to advertise anything on television, there are a you have to hire a team of lawyers to make sure you 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 meet all the various. You hear the disclaimers at the ends of various ads that we run on this station, and and it's ridiculous. You have to prove that your spaghetti sauce is indeed twenty percent more garlic or more garlicky than the the competitor, or mm-hmm. you can't put that on the label. Right? Uh, are we going to continue to have that ridiculousness? But let everything online just be whatever the hell it wants. They can claim anything.
3: Yes, because the the criminality is, if if indeed it should be criminal, a lot of those regulations are so stupid. Well, that's what I'm
4: saying. Are you going to get but, rid of the stuff on TV if you're going to allow? Because you can advertise to more people on Facebook than you clearly, can, as I pointed out earlier, on Sunday Night Football.
3: Right, but the purpose, the person who perpetrates the falsehood is the criminal, not the not the medium. I mean. F- it's just you. You can never cure this without going way beyond the bounds of what's appropriate. If you're going after the uh, the uh,
0: the medium, so it, like you can't stop bank robberies by regulating their getaway cars, right? Does that make sense? Is that a fair well, comparison?
3: Well, I think we're we're stretching it a little bit. We we could work for a week to find the right metaphor, but. I mean, if if we accepted an ad from you know Joe's uh, Joe's uh, car wash. And turns out that when you're in Joe's car wash, they took uh, your valuables out of your car or whatever and sold them. We would have zero responsibility for that. There is no law that says we have to verify every aspect of the reliability of an advertiser. Thank God. Can you imagine it would end the business? There'd be way too much liability.
4: But Joe's car wash is spending thousands of dollars on lawyers for a disclaimer that runs at the end that says Joe's car wash. And that's,
3: and that's because Joe is regulated by some government agency. Well, right.
4: So are you arguing to do away with that? In
3: a lot of cases, yes, not all cases.
4: Because it seems ridiculous that we're going to continue to have that, uh, where a few people are getting their information, and nothing, where way more people are getting their information. That
3: regulation is not on us. That's on the advertiser. That's what I'm saying. You've got to go after the person perpetrating the fraud and not the medium. Otherwise, you put the, the medium in the position of being the police for every government regulation that affects every business. It's unworkable.
4: We're going to talk to somebody from the Washington Post about this whole Twitter, Facebook thing. How about the political discussions, the fake accounts? Is it on Facebook and Twitter to make sure these people are real and not foreigners claiming to be Americans, for instance? It's up to, up to their customers and social pressure. It's not up to the government. It will destroy America. America's going to be destroyed and Joe's for it. Well, if we're that weak, we deserve to be destroyed. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, coming from you, that's surprising. Why? If we're that stupid, we are that stupid. Look around you. Oh my god, he's right. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk what Twitter said yesterday. Well, they didn't really try very hard. They're busy. You think keeping all
3: those hashtags in order is easy?
4: Government's trying to figure out exactly how many fake accounts there were during the last election, and and still are. This is happening today, not just last year. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I'm sure the Russians love this. The president yesterday lashed out at Facebook, of all things, for being anti-Trump, which forced Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, to defend his company. He said... Every day I work to bring people together and build a community for everyone. And that's right. If this election has taught us anything, it's that Facebook really brings people together. (laughs) Zuckerberg did admit Facebook does bear some responsibility for all the fake news that abetted the Trump campaign during the election, but he insisted overall Facebook gave ordinary people a voice to help millions of people learn how to vote, right? (laughs) Facebook helps democracy the same way hurricanes help us
3: water our lawns. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty good. That is some pretty good analysis. And
4: that is the question, as we were just discussing. What is the responsibility of Facebook and Twitter, for instance, to uh, to, 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 not, to not have people on there spreading around uh, stuff that ain't true? I don't know. Karen Demergen of the
3: Washington Post is reporting on this with her colleagues. Uh, we'll have a link so you can read that uh, very good piece uh, this morning. She joins us now. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? We're we're fine. Thank you. So, uh, what was uh, what was said? What was asked? How'd the hearing go yesterday?
5: So this was a um, it was two closed door meetings between Twitter executives and staffers, investigative staffers for the intelligence committees in the House and Senate, and basically. They were, were meeting because, you know, they, there has been concern about these Russian-backed accounts um, of, for various social media sites and the influence they had in the election. The upshot of those meetings, though, is that people were extremely disappointed. Um, and by people, I mean the investigators were extremely disappointed by how it went. They thought that Twitter was not being particularly um, active about their investigation, that Twitter had found these 201 accounts, but basically they were just looking into people and and, and identities that Facebook had already identified as being suspect, not digging into their role. So the response was, you know, it was extremely disappointing. And then some people were even questioning whether Twitter had the capacity to police its own, um, its own network. I mean, you always signed up for a Twitter account before. It's pretty easy. There's not very much vetting that goes on, right? Sure.
3: And there are are estimates that a significant percentage of Twitter accounts are fake.
5: Right, exactly. And now we're actually in a situation where those fake accounts may have helped swing at least public sentiment surrounding an election. And that's a serious thing that people are asking Twitter to be a little bit more responsible about. And the response mean, the reception of what they've been doing is either you're not trying hard enough or you don't have the capacity to actually try harder. And that's even scarier.
4: Well, um, an aside, or maybe this factors into the hearings yesterday. I wish we could stop talking about it in the context of the election because everybody gets dug into their sides, because, you know, that that's over and done with, and it, it happened this past weekend, as we know. There were hashtags out there about the NFL and kneeling during the National Anthem or standing during the National Anthem. The Russians are still jerking us around, and we shouldn't even focus yeah. on the Russians, because it could be anybody domestically or foreign that's putting out stuff. Sure.
5: Although, you know, although in this case we're focusing on the Russians because there does seem to be a concerted campaign going on that may have been directed by the head of state. And, and And we've got a political ideological rivalry for, you know, just, the balance of the world order that's been going on with Russia for a long time. It was part of the Cold War. It continues to be something that we're worried about today because it affects everything from Europe to the Middle East to North Korea, frankly. So, you know, and and the elections, I think I, I, I agree with you that it's difficult to have a broader discussion about this because everybody gets so ingrained in their partisan politics when you talk about the election and the Trump versus Clinton stuff. But the thing is, that, like, the election is one of these rare touchstone moments where you can say, okay, this is where it actually happen in a way where we can kind of like, it's a focal point. It's something that affects every single American of the age where they can actually, you know, vote. It's something that kind of cuts right to the heart of what we consider to be the most treasured aspects of our, right. you know, democratic
3: System, which well, not only that, is. but I find okay, Jack's so. effort to deflect attention away from the Russians to be highly suspicious <laughs> and very odd. Very odd. You
5: know, Jack, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh, before you came on, we were discussing some of the kind of constitutional aspects of the idea of um, uh, serious uh, regulation of uh, social media. And I happen to see the world and the government and the Constitution in a way that is very, very different from Adam Schiff, for, uh, for instance, or uh, Mark Warner, who are both uh, quoted in your, your piece here. Uh, is anybody talking about Serious government regulation of social media, or are they asking forcefully for a little more patriotism out of these people?
5: At this point, it's the latter. They're asking for a little bit more effort and because they want Twitter to take this more seriously. I think the most that you're hearing them say is, well, we'll consider the idea of you know, subpoenaing them if it gets to that point. But that's, again, for information that they have that might be relevant to an investigation. It's not to pass a law, basically, that says you have to open up your books to us every single time the government wants to come calling. I mean, look, the government is starting to monitor social media more closely in this day and age that we have of homegrown terrorism and things like that. A lot of social media, I mean, a lot of what we post on social media is very public, so that is kind of a no-brainer of a place where the government, to, for the government, to pay more attention. Um, but anytime you end up getting into a, a question of, you know, uh, is the government going to be more involved in regulation or be able to like. Take the information that's actually private or the, the 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 information that you hand over to the companies that do do that vetting, you always have a backlash. i mean this country it's not been that long since we went through the metadata collection right and this is a and, and we have bad feelings about that right now, you know there's even an ongoing quieter argument happening over whether Congress is going to reauthorize the, 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 the FISA wiretapping, which lets us look at foreigners overseas, basically. I mean, anytime you have anything come up, and, and, and the, the wiretapping is a much more high level, you know, we're talking about foreign agents that we've already think might be, you know, wreaking some, some havoc in the states situation versus just, you know, yours and my Twitter accounts you still have privacy advocates pushing back on that. So this is not like it's going to happen quietly and go away. And Mm. nobody yet is talking about rip up the whole system, pass a law that basically just lets us, you know, dig in. And you even heard, even though I don't think this quite made it into our article because you can't squeeze 11 minutes of a senator talking into one article. Thank God. You know, even people, Yeah, I know, even people like Warner yesterday were saying, look, we understand that, you know, Sites like Twitter uh, or, um, you know, outfits like Twitter play a really important role in other countries where, you know, third world countries where you have super repressive governments. It's the only thing that actually is open and lets people talk and express themselves. That's just not the case in America. So we have to be able to find some sort of a better balance. And we just need Twitter to kind of step up to the plate a little bit more in this one and just tell us who's abusing the system, because it's abuse of the system that they that of Twitter, basically, I mean, it it hurts Twitter's reputation, too. When this fake stuff can be circulated and it uses a pawn, basically, to, to screw with the public sentiment surrounding pretty darn serious things like elections.
4: That's the job of talk radio. <laughs>
3: nice.
5: Exactly. That, too. Well, well, there you go. You can volunteer. I'm sure they take whatever help they can get.
3: Hashtag top notch reporting. Yeah. Karen Demergen of yeah. the Washington Post. Always enjoy it when we get a chance to
4: talk. Thanks a million. Thank you. It's the job of talk radio to screw with the public sentiment. That's right. Uh, Yeah, quit working our side of the street. I can't imagine how we're going to fix this, and I don't believe, as you seem to believe, I don't believe that we're able to (laughs) come up with, like, a freedom-free market solution to it. I think we're just going to be a bunch of angry, scared groups of people running in various directions over stuff that isn't true. (laughs) Well, every election. <laughs> well, imagine
3: that, being able to incite the masses into uh, anger and hysteria. I mean, they're welcome to humankind. There's just, there's no cure that's not worse than, the, worse than the disease. You know, if I'm in Twitter and I hear freaking Mark Warner, who, I, you know, I was going to use polite language because we're among a classy, uh, uh, classier sort of person there, a post reporter. Mark Warner is full of crap, and Adam Schiff is worse. I can't stand him. He is a lying, slithering worm of a man. If I'm Twitter and they say, we found this to be completely unacceptable, this uh, testimony, this report, I'd say, all right, sorry. I'm not, but I'll say it to get out of here. You don't like the quality of my report to Congress? Sorry. I'm not compelled to come and tell you how I run and, my business. Unless
4: you're afraid they're going to start regulating like a utility like Newt Gingrich says they ought to do. And never they, and freaking they, happen. Never, never, never. You don't think? Boy, if you got Newt Gingrich talking about it and the Democrats talking about it, you might come up with enough people that it could happen. You I, know, your I don't Rand think it'll get, it,
3: well, Thank God we have a, a, a court system. It'll be, it'll be killed in the courts. Depending. I mean, if it's something very mild. Um, You know, some sort of regulation where they have to cooperate if there's a legitimate national security investigation, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that gets abused every single time. But I just help me understand
4: what sort of regulation we're talking about. No, I can't imagine what it would be. I can't imagine what it would be. Yeah, that's what I'm I don't even I don't even have a fanciful idea of what it would be. And I'm sure Twitter's thinking the same way. How would we police this if we wanted to? First of all, we don't want to. Twitter's original thing was just a free flow of whatever. People can do whatever the hell they want on here right. until they booted Milo Yiannopoulos off because they didn't agree with him. Because all the social <laughs> justice warriors screamed at him, right? But, which but, was cowardly and pathetic, Twitter. But their original idea, and still to a certain extent, is just that's not our job. We're just going to let it's just like a big giant uh, you know bar where everybody's sitting around talking and people can say whatever the hell they want. Now, if the United States Congress wants to drag in the head guy
3: from Twitter and say, you guys are being used as a tool of the KGB, you lazy scumbags. Why don't you take a look at who's the, on your your business there and make sure it's not a foreign intelligence service trying to screw our country and, and, and yell at them and lecture them and, and drag them into the public square and tell them, go ahead, explain uh, uh, why you're a tool of the KGB. I'm okay with that. I don't have any problem with that. I just, you can't tell, you can't. Go Newt on them and and quote-unquote regulate the social media. I'd like to hear more of what Newt has to say on that, um, because I can't imagine what it would be. I don't know. Can you force Twitter to verify the identity? I'm
4: not sure they can even do it.
3: Well, given their current financial state, I'm pretty sure they can't. But in a perfect world, if they had the money,
4: well, how sp- can the government compel them to do that? They'd have to spend like, a who knows, $100 per user to try to verify their identity. It would be a completely different thing than it is now, yeah. where I can start an account right now called Jack Armstrong's Shoes. And Jack Armstrong's Shoes can comment on whatever it wants from any political angle it wants to. Right. Right. Um, It'd be a, so Twitter would com- change completely overnight. I got to look
0: into selling fake dogs on the internet. That's hot. There's something that I've experienced largely through the the vehicle of playing video games, but in terms of online interaction with other people, get the gong ready, Jackie. If you want. <laughs> the the game, <laughs> the games that are free to play and allow you to kind of anonymously create an account are traditionally far more toxic in terms of behavior mm. than the ones where there's a, a, a an actual email sign up required or a some sort of a payment up front even
4: an email sign up Weeds out a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That, I, that's I've, your
3: one dollar cover yeah, charge principle. I've always
4: said I want all yeah. festivals to charge a dollar. You eliminate that worst part of humanity by charging one dollar. Yeah,
0: because with the free and anonymous, you you can just act however you want. And worst case scenario, your account gets banned, and you just make another free and anonymous yeah. account.
4: Right. Yeah, maybe that's it. Charge everybody a buck to be on Twitter. I think the uh, public boy right under the gong deadline too. Jack, about it. Jack yeah. the, the, yeah. the yeah. positive Sean Gong. He goes on too to, long. Too wordy, didn't, didn't get to use it.
3: I also think the public utility uh metaphor is a poor one because you can't have unlimited numbers of, of uh, utility poles and wires and electric companies uh, operating in the, the cities of America. You can have an unlimited number of internet
4: uh, social media sites. We're talking about Facebook and Twitter. The next big thing may start this afternoon that dwarfs Facebook and Twitter. It is possible, unlikely but possible. Five, six,
3: seven years from today, we're making jokes about Facebook and how utterly irrelevant it is. Like
4: it's MySpace, yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Sure. Oh, I, th- I think that's probably likely. Right. So, yeah, don't, they're not. it's not like a public utility. And it's not like uh, radio and TV, for instance, because there are a limited number of frequencies that can be used. The public owns the airwaves, and you have to get a license from the government to operate. So I, that's a little different situation, too.
4: I agree with the difficulty of it and the free speech issues and that sort of stuff, but we are not going to be able to survive it as a democracy. <laughs> we just won't. Well, again, if we're that weak, we will go away. I think human beings... Not our society. I think human beings in general. I think we just can't handle it. A mishmash of all kinds of conversation out there. And then we will have...
3: Cannibalism in the streets. A planet of the apes. (laughs) (laughs) It's inevitable.
6: Except your new ape overlords. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Sonic attacks prompting the U.S. to pull diplomats out of Cuba and issue a travel alert to Americans. you got immigration raids going on in sanctuary cities. And is millionaire's bacon the new avocado toast? Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I don't know what Millionaire's Bacon is, but it
4: sounds great. There's so much crap in there, I can't even tell what he's talking about. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Kick your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape.
4: So Melania Trump has fired back at the moronic librarian who uh, who said their library will not accept her gift of Dr. Seuss books because they are racist. Right. Some more on that coming up. They're who supremacist. Why are they racist? What are the examples of them being racist? I have that for you, too. It's just amazing. Right now, let's get the news with Marshall Phillips.
6: Well, the State Department pulling out all families of employees and non-essential personnel from Cuba after that string of mysterious sonic attacks against U.S. diplomats, which has left some of them with permanent hearing loss. The American embassy is going to continue to operate, but with a dramatically reduced staff in the U.S. now issuing a travel warning to Americans about going to Cuba. Now, despite the harassment, some U.S. diplomats are telling CNN they did not want to leave, saying the reductions likely played into the hands of whoever was behind the attacks. It's an act of war. You torture our people? That is an act of war. I uh,
4: Bomb I, Havana! I'm still amazed that this isn't getting more attention.
6: Anyway, they uh, the diplomats are worried it's going to leave the embassy understaffed during a crucial period where Raul Castro is expected to step down as president of Cuba. Meanwhile, you got nearly 500 illegals in custody after a nationwide immigration sweep targeting sanctuary cities. The ICE raids part of Operation Safe City zeroing in on immigrants in cities that limit cooperation with the immigration officials like San Francisco, San Jose, and L.A. The officials say that more than 60% of the ones who got arrested had previous convictions for a variety of crimes. Now ICE is saying sanctuary jurisdictions that do not honor detainers or allow us access to jails and prisons or shielding criminal aliens from immigration enforcement and creating a magnet for illegals. As a result, ICE says it's forced to dedicate more resources to conduct at-large arrests in those communities. And we've got the... uh, Oh, I want to bring this up. There's something called Millionaire's Bacon. It's an upscale side dish similar to candied bacon. It's really taking off in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, boy. Center-cut bacon about a half an inch thick before cooking. slabs of pork covered with sugar and cayenne pepper. Somebody's going across the street to buy bacon today. Half, half, half inch two. thick? I need, half I need bacon inch now. Thick. I need bacon right now. Then the bacon is cooked in an oven at low temperatures for a few hours. Two slices being sold at some high-end restaurants for $7 a slice. Chronicle says purveyors of the pork are calling it a bacon steak.
4: Have you ever done the thing where a you
6: bacon uh, steak, where you you smother it
4: in mustard <laughs> and then you roll it in uh, brown sugar and oh, bake yeah. it?
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And caramelizes
4: it. Oh, yeah. oh that is so good. Yes. I might do that this weekend. I'll
0: yeah. do something similar any sort of time. I'm that sort of like Super Bowl party thing. My go-to treat is you you cut up hot dogs you wrap them in bacon you pour brown sugar on it and then you just yeah. bake it until it caramelizes what's and not to like with perfect. that perfect
6: there you go that's a wrap that's your news i'm marshall phillips here i'm struggling and guinea show the voice of the west you people eat like nine-year-olds
4: i've got such a load of crap coming up for you <laughs> oh such yeah. a load of crap
6: <laughs> wow what it's a Jeez. good tease yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's revolving around this whole dr seuss is uh the, the, the books are racist thing that is a, a story today. Just so, such a load of crap. And coming up, if you've considered getting
3: your eyeball tattooed, oh. and you haven't, you need to hear this story first. Is it a warning? Before, it's a chilling warning, Jack, for those who thought about getting their eyeball tattooed. Oy. Turns out...
4: Getting your eyeball tattooed might not be a good idea. This is fortuitous. I had an appointment at 1. I can't wait to hear this story. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm really digging into this story about the librarian who rejected the Dr. Seuss books that Melania Trump gave to the library. Um, The thinking behind it, that whole movement, is just... It's unbelievable. Right. The stuff I got for you coming up, stay tuned. It's just, it's incredible. What she and like-minded things have said and believe. uh, It's like a voluntary mental illness. Wow. And they're in charge of teaching kids. It really makes me sad.
3: Look at the video we have linked at armstrongandgettyradio.com of the social justice warrior chick who steals a guy's hat and won't let it go and her rantings and ravings. That is somebody who is disturbed I mean at some point ideology gone wild is a mental condition. Yeah. Cuz it makes you do terrible things. On all uh, all directions of the spectrum
4: obviously. So it turns out we've got a conspiracy amongst us? Yeah, the the
3: Cubans clearly uh, torturing our people with the various uh, you know, inaudible yet damaging frequencies and hurting, permanently damaging their hearing, hurting their brains, et cetera, et cetera. Marshall, what did you stumble across?
6: Well, you know, the U.S. is going to be pulling out staff. They're going to be pulling out the staff's family from the U.S. Embassy in Cuba. They're issuing travel alerts to Americans. Don't go to Cuba. Well, the conspiracy theorists are going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The the The, the Trump administration's not all that hot on restoring relations with Cuba. Maybe the U.S. is attacking our own people to set up a reason to pull back michael uh do you have the ding like when somebody
3: answers a question correctly uh, do you have that handy exactly marshall exactly precisely the sort of story the russians planted oh I'll yeah betcha, fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. a russian fake news story good point we got to keep... whip up conspiracy theories
6: yeah.
4: that's another one of their techniques yeah we got to keep our out for that more in the future uh, if our government did do that, then then it doesn't matter what you think about anything today. We're so far off the rails. There's no fixing it. So
3: since we're aware, if you've been following this at all, that the Russians have been doing exactly this mm-hmm. since the Soviet days. Now, they've used whatever media are available to them. Right. Going back 10 years, what percentage of nine eleven truther sites, uh, et cetera, were Russian perpetrated? I would like to know yeah, that.
6: Good question. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was. No yeah.
3: kidding. In that post article, they were talking about in the wake of the uh, the Ferguson, uh, Missouri fracas, mm-hmm. they were sending ads to black areas, targeting through social media, especially, right. which is wonderfully effective uh, for, uh, for spreading hatred and anger. Um, black areas, they were talking about how the white man's coming for you, and, and are you going to lay there and take it, or aren't you? And then they'd target white areas and say, these black savages are coming for your goods. Are you going to take that? Simultaneously, that's what the Russians are doing, and it's working. Yeah, well, to some extent it is. Although, well, yeah, to some extent it is. The media, as always, is biased toward conflict. If somebody's angry, they mm-hmm. put a camera in front of their face. The five thousand people standing next to them saying that dude ought to calm down get no airtime. So I don't think it's quite as crazy as it seems.
4: What's not as crazy? The Russian the, success? Or no. The...
3: The, well, yeah, and uh, and just the state of the American people.
4: Well, I don't know. There's a lot of people that forward around that stuff without checking into it at all. My oh, my
3: God. I just looked up and saw a psoriasis commercial. That should not be on TV. <laughs> and I, with all due respect to those of you, well, it's herpes zoster. With all of you with painful skin conditions, you have nothing but my sympathy and my hopes that uh, you're cured right. soon. Uh. But you don't got to show it to me. On TV, all of a sudden, I look up, and this guy's... Tw- torso's just full of sores. Ah! Yeah! If I've Not got it, I know, what it so I know what it looks like already.
4: So Marshall is going to go downstairs across the street to the little restaurant and yes. get some bacon for us during the news, because uh, we all heard your bacon story. Somebody texted to my husband, just said he had a, a pork-asm Listen to your story. <laughs> well played, excellent,
0: sir. Excellent.
3: And well
4: passed along.
3: So Thank that's you.
0: what those are. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Porkasm!
3: I'm not going to be eating that. Pig's, <laughs> a, pig's a filthy animal. Oh, mm. uh, let's see. So, 24-year-old Cat Gallinger's fun excursion into body art ended in horror when an eye tattoo. <laughs>
0: We'll give you all a moment to recover. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said an eye tattoo. <laughs> like left a letter
3: I. The letter I tattooed on her arm. No, unfortunately, no positive, Sean. Her eyeball, indeed, tattooed. It left her partially blinded and oozing purple tears. No way. Oh, way. So what
4: was the tattoo of?
3: Well, she wanted to get the sclera, which, as we all know, is the white part of the eye. Oh. Tattooed Purple. Because she thought that would, like in a wing shape, I saw the the oh, picture of God, her. Oh, that
4: hurts. Thinking about it.
3: Right. So she thought it would look really cool to have a purple eye. Let me punch <sighs> you. <laughs> <laughs> now the young model is sharing her story in the hopes that others won't make her same mistake. No, see,
4: others don't need no. to be warned about that. No, others won't, dear. Regular people think, nah, an eye tattoo would be a bad idea. They don't need any warning from an Internet model. In a post shared several times, several thousand times on
3: Facebook, and not in a mocking way, I'm certain, Gallinger, who is from Canada, oh, she's a Canadian, explained how a recent attempt to tint the whites of her eyes purple nearly cost her vision. The artist apparently did not dilute the ink, injected too much of it into her eyeball. jeez. And did not have enough injection sites on her eyeball now remember to
4: jab me in the eye lots of times <laughs> so has this, oh I know has this tattoo artist been arrested that was willing to jab needles into someone's eyeball because I don't they ask I don't actually know that but if you're thinking maybe I will go
3: to an amateur eye tattoo artist we'd ask you to rethink that
4: Worth revisiting the story, so the president's wife, doing the first lady thing, decided to donate Dr. Seuss books to kids' libraries. Meaningless, harmless gesture. No, no, it didn't go that way. Librarian rejects it. The books are racist, so we'll hit you with the list of books that were <laughs> that were uh, donated and what the argument was. The Bible. All right. Some of the thinking behind it. It's just amazing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: no purchase necessary. Full rent prohibited limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.